Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Going to be looking at the next round of Red Room comic covers, but first, got to let you guys know that we have a Patreon, and uh, our biggest supporters get to watch us uh, record these videos live, and uh, the King Kayfabers get all the videos before anybody else, thus completely mitigating the Kayfabe effect, and uh, they get hold of some pretty rare books before uh, anybody else gets the opportunity to, but... The videos are brought to you by the books that we make. We are a working cartoonists, and before your very eyes, man, you're looking at Street Angel Princess of Poverty coming to you uh, within the next couple of months. It's going to be the perfect companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive, uh, and will comprise of the rest of the Street Angel comics that exist uh, to this very day. you got to have both to have all the Street Angel comics. Jimmy has Hulk Grand Design out in the wild. Uh, Plain Janes is another comic book uh, that Jim has out there right now. I have the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming to you in 2023. 500 plus pages of Hip Hop Family Tree comics. Uh, 140 of those pages are completely new for the collections. You do not see these pieces of art in the first four volumes of uh, Hip Hop Family Tree. There are three volumes of X-Men Grand Design out there. Two volumes of Red Room and WYSIWYG is out there and we are out now promoting Red Room Crypto Killers issue number one uh, your store can order these right now today you're looking at my cover for the newsstand edition right here and this is what the color version of uh, that cover looks like I like to keep the art pretty black and white uh, you see that the original art is missing the duotone layer which I end up doing in the computer uh, people ask is it done digitally and it is but the source material is the actual piece of duotone paper uh, our guy is a cannibal you <laughs> see you see his dinner materials man it's a uh, dim sum or something you know a bunch of little finger foods and uh, loosely based on the BTK killer you could find photographs of the BTK some of the most eerie photographs of uh, Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, is when he ties himself up and puts on a wig and uh, a dress and things. Uh, you know, Halloween masks and stuff. What are you inking that with, Ed? These are, it's all marker, man. It's all uh, Copic uh, fine liner. In fact, it's the same kind of Copic fine liner that we'll see Peach Momoko inking uh, in quite a short order. But when it comes to the Red Room comics, you know what, let me, let me just take a look at uh, one other variant real quick. This is one that I just recently put together. Uh, it's the, you know, the Eddie P variant. I like to do two covers per volume. Uh, this is what the color version of that looks like. And we got the chains. We got, we added some 3D elements, man. Like these chains get, get uh, recessed thanks to the duotone. And we thought that it would be cool to get the logo to kind of weave in and out of the chains. Shouts to Justin, the designer, who sort of made that happen, because that was above my pay grade, man. Uh, but one of the things I was playing with when I was doing this illustration was I wanted to be a little bit more adventurous with lighting and just fucking dab down the shadow on the character from the chains. And, you know, you kind of only have one, one try at that, uh, because I didn't really pencil that part. Just hit it with the fattest fine liner uh, and just drew those chain textures, try to communicate volume like on the nose or there are parts where you have to have the shadow kind of go along when there are little cutouts missing and you just have to 
have the balls, right? You just have to go in and fucking do it. Put the hooks on there. And this was like the scariest one. I'm imagining that's the shadow for this one. And putting it on the guy's face. Because like all of it was already drawn. So then you don't want to wipe this out and try and redraw things. You know, like that, that would be dicey. Almost like just re-ink it all. So you wing it with the shadow. Like you, yeah. you draw this thing and you're looking at it and you're like, I should have those shadows cast on there. Yeah. Do you scan it before you put the shadows on? I didn't. That's the move, you know. Yeah. Like all this risky stuff, I end up with like three or four scan versions if I'm trying something that it, you don't want to white out. So smart, man. I've done that before, like with some explosions and stuff like that where I'm going to be getting a little kinetic, not exactly no how it's all gonna shake out i've done that i didn't do it on this one because it was not too big a deal not too big a deal that's so, neat that's a neat effect the shadows so jimmy's my one of my ringers when it comes to this stuff we do have a uh, sketch cover that is available to anybody you, you can order this but we do have the retail incentive variants and there's that jim rug joint right I here also drew this all with markers yeah um mostly microns okay you know i'm curious to try those copic fine liners because it's not something i've drawn with yes um but most of this is all marker stuff too probably the the one place where it might not be are some of the blacks and I, that would have been like a pentel brush pen yeah you know, and filling in black and you could get the copic uh the copic m is uh the brush pen for those and uh this is probably the most time consuming cover i've done for red room yeah you got what five six characters liefeld is much more complicated than i think people give him credit for and maybe not all his covers are this complex but with that many figures it is pretty tough um i like some of this stuff like making the chainsaw gun instead of like the uh the chapel gun heck of a scythe right here man that fit really well although i look at this sometimes and i'm hesitant to say it but it's almost a nike swoosh sure in the middle of your cover yeah <laughs> something man. i'm sure they wouldn't appreciate uh, but otherwise, you know, it's sticking to that kind of layout. I'm, I come away with this stuff. Like all the covers I've done so far have been books that where I genuinely like this book or this creator or this cover or whatever. And same thing with this. You know, like Young Blood One was huge for me. Putting this together, it's almost like elevated my respect for what this cover is. It happens like that way. That many figures to be like dynamic and big and exciting and readable really uh, impressive to me on Liefeld's part. The other takeaway for me was the color stuff. Yeah. Because this is radical coloring for 1992. And, you know, the way I sample my colors is I literally scan the cover and build palettes. And I do this for all kinds of stuff. I scan interior pages and build color that way. So, you know, the colors are based on that original cover, but it was still a matter of, like, matching up, like, where do you actually put these colors? Right. Because the, the characters aren't exactly the same as what's on Youngblood, so you don't get, like, a metal arm or something that, you know, pops out. And one of my big breakthroughs was making your clown red, the jumpsuit red. It started out as yellow. I did a different version. And uh, once I made it red, it really made that character go back a little bit to allow this character to kind of separate. There are but that was a challenge. I believe it. There are things you do, like this Brian Murray type color, where it's practical hand, and you have the highlights and stuff, which is pitch perfect to the original color. Is that just you on the Wacom kind of drawing these dabs in there i do that coloring all that coloring was done on the wacom that's exactly how i did it it makes me wonder how they did it like right. was it were they like wacom's it's existed wacom's existed yeah i guess they were digital coloring but it's such early days of digital coloring like it it's surprising to me that in a weird way like i'm doing the same thing now right 30 years later and by soft uh the edges are yeah, soft the edges right yeah of, be like of a, these circles a uh airbrush tool probably you know back in the day if they even went that far the other super noteworthy pieces this is that era of rob liefeld inking where there would be these like ink dabs 
<laughs> from from like a marker you know he's not using dip pens necessarily on certain pieces uh but like a, a dab like that that is that drawn or is that natural because i see some other ones that might be just a consequence of the marker kind of bleeding a little bit but uh some of them might be drawn like is that drawn or is that just a flick did you I'll be honest, I, I, I can't remember to the point of saying exactly, but the dabs are something I'm conscious of yeah. all the way back to 1992. Because I was copying Life Out yeah. Art back in the day, and I, I've said it before, that comic scene magazine that had Youngblood art in it and had black and white line art Youngblood art, you would, I would notice that. Right. Because I was trying to figure out, like, what tools do they use? How do they do this? And so I was very conscious of that. Like, you, you do see a lot of those if you look for them, a lot of those like heavy, the marker spot, the little bit of bleed where you held it on there yeah. or you put the pen down there. And those are all to some uh, extent intentional because you can make that line without having that mark. Yes. But I know those marks are on a bunch of that old stuff. Absolutely. And so like I wanted to have that mark in there because it's something I remember recognizing 30 years ago. The amount of times you see Shaft's hair being used <laughs> in various places, magnifique. You know, you're doing an impression, right? This is the equivalent of a comedian doing an impression of somebody. What are the ticks that you can do? Curly hair is something that is hard to find in Rob Liefeld work. Like right. I would go through those young bloods, the first couple of them, forward and backwards, looking for like, how do I get this or that texture? And it's like you got to work with what's in there if you want it to look like Liefeld. And that is the, uh, you know, that is the texture that you would see on Shaft's hair. And then it's like apply it to all of these things, all the all the furry parts of the uh, costumes and stuff and just try to do the best you can to approximate it. Jimmy is my consistent ringer. Fresh covers every single issue. Uh, and for the issue ones of each miniseries, Peach Momoko would show up uh, bat and clean up. I wanted to unveil uh, the Peach Momoko cover for this round of Red Room uh, Comics. Here it is in all its glory. And when she sent the high-res file, uh, she gave us a little bit of dessert with that, with that meal, man. And uh, she sent us a three-minute or so time-lapse video uh, showing the actual making of this cover. And I want to show that video to you guys right now. So thankful that Peach sent this video to us to show her process uh, for how she, uh, she drew this cover. Because I showed it to you when we were doing some work last week. And there are things happening inside that mask and even around the eyes. And I'm just like, what tools did she use to do that? couldn't even tell she's using those copic fine liners i've been using those since the first time i went to japan i i, I buy them by the gross now and they're real strong compare for you to a micron they when you erase the black's fidelity stays good it goes on black uh you know a micron can be a little sepia and uh the downside is that the the ink stays a little wet a little extra longer but you will see uh, over the course of this video, I guess they're waterproof. Yeah, I'll say. Because she is using uh, a watercolor wash that we're going to see pretty soon uh, on here. And uh, to break in kayfabe, like we did um, a duo shade uh, video. Mm -hmm. um, and I was going to draw a piece, you, you drew a piece. And by the time that I uh, went to use a duo tone on, on, on my work, it fucking bled the ink lines. I used that exact same pens, so the chemical of the duo shade mm. reacted badly with the Copics, even though they are waterproof. I'm shocked by this part that she's using such a fine pen to do almost filling in blacks. Right. The other thing I think of when I watch this video is, how do you know when you're done with something? You know, that's a question a lot of times artists get, because like the black and white looks so good, 
It's wild. Yeah, she knows it's going to be a cover, and she works in color. You see how it's bleeding over onto the mask? In the in the final version, you don't even see those bleeds. So this is that kind of thing that, like, maybe an amateur would get nervous. I love I love seeing the uh, the hair dryer yeah. to speed up the process, man, to get that to get that watercolor dry. But you see, she puts that level of gray over top of the mask. You don't even notice that it bled into the mask area. Look at it come to life. It's really interesting to see the color and the and the drying part because we're gonna see several rounds of that dryer and it almost you can see the paper shrink. You can, yeah, yeah. It you tightens up. You see a warp and then it just kind of flattens down, almost like shrink shrink wrap. Like, look, you see it happening right here. You see, she has a tape down at the borders. Uh, the reason for that is uh, so that it doesn't get yes. all warped and stay that way. Exactly. And here we see her with uh, color pencil dry media going on on top of it. That was the other thing I took away from this video is how much different media she's putting onto that piece. Yeah. It's incredible how much is on the page yeah look at how big it is that's a big piece of art man she did a piece for that at sushi at sushi Kaneko art show and then she's going another round with the pen over top mm -hmm. hitting it with some white highlights multiple white media too like here we have a white pencil looks like dry media but we're going to see like there's wet white media yeah. some kind of paint or white out of some sort ah uh, dude we saw a second of of headspace a second of thought she was looking at the piece some more white highlights on she created this really ratty ragged fur doesn't it look so good yeah a lot of work in that that kind of stuff is hard we often talk about that organic piles of things can be difficult especially when the rest of it's so precise those white highlights now she's adding the color to them to give them like the round studs i think that stuff's really sharp on there yeah It's just mesmerizing. I'm so thankful that she sent this video to us to give us to give a clue into her process. Did you see her Copic had the paint had the uh, masking tape on it to let you know that it's an old one? Oh yeah, yeah. That's one of those techniques you see a lot of artists use. So cool to see Peach uh, in her element, drawing a fresh cover, all sorts of mixed media, and before your very eyes are uh, the five flavors of Red Room Crypto Killers issue number one that your store can order for you right now today. Uh, the sketch cover can be ordered by anybody. The others are retail incentive uh, variant covers. Talk to your local shop, see how you can get them, see how you can make it happen. And I wanna thank everybody who has been supporting the, the project up to this point. I think we might be somewhere near 400,000 Red Room comics out in the universe. And I thank the Cartoonist Kayfabe audience in a very big way for making that happen. Uh, but before we get out of here, Jimmy, I want you to uh, drop a plug on uh, what you have coming up and we can split. Yeah, Hulk Grand Design, The Plain Janes, and Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live are out there and available right now. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is my next book coming out later this spring. You can pre-order it right now from Image Comics. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live. So no overlap between those two books, but a complete set if you get them both. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download out of print zines and mini comics see a lot of my comics and art and you can see what comics i am working on next 2023 is going to be a big year for 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 us here at cartoonist kayfabe and i have a hip-hop family tree collection coming out uh, at the end of the year but i need you to pre-order it early and heavy so that we know how many of these things to print over the next uh, six months uh 500 plus pages of hip-hop family tree comics and art 140 of those pages uh more than 140 of those pages are not in the first four volumes of uh, the Hip Hop Family Tree books celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the comic. 
celebrating the 50th uh, anniversary of hip-hop so put in your pre-orders today when you go to the shop talk crypto killers ask them a little bit about uh the hip-hop family tree omnibus so that they know they need to get their hands on it for the store what else do we have out there jim subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts and merch hats mugs stickers and lots more at our spread shop that link is also under this video fantastic way to support the channel given those marching orders we'll be on our way make more comics